You're listening to the life of Tri. It's triathlon for your ears. All right, we are rolling. This things are moving. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, Phil. How are you, mate? How you been? Wow, it's a it's a good time to be down here in Victoria. We. Uh, COVID, we're 28 days free of any tests that have been positive and it's not bad, is it? The science, I mean, it's economy versus science, right? That's what everyone's sort of talking about. But the science seems to be winning at the moment, which is good. How are you going up there in your beautiful part of the world? Yeah, it seems like Australia's doing a really good job with dealing with it. I suppose we're all pretty strict, but... um... I know the restrictions were really strict in Melbourne. Were they same with Geelong, where you are? Or yeah, it got really. I mean, nah, because we're regional, we kind of got away with it. Yeah, okay, I think. Yeah. Um, and because we like, even if it was a five k exclusion zone, which it has, I mean, five k is one of the world's best surf breaks. So uh, I was going to be okay. Yeah. Even yeah. though every time I go in the water, I turn the sport of surfing back about nine years. Um, <laughs> you know some days like do you get this right you know we some days you go out and you go and do something and you're like awesome and then some days you go out and you just suck and everything you do is shit and you I I had one of those days the other day where I went surfing and you know nothing it was like I'd never done it before I was like what is do you have those days uh, yeah, I had those days a lot lately. I can't think of it the last time I had a day where I felt awesome and was just loving it. But uh, I've been battling a lot, a lot lately. But that's all right. That's life, isn't it? It is. What What are you What are you battling with? Like, is it? I mean, there's obviously a halt on things. I want to. I'm going to ask you a little bit further down the track too, a little bit about Daytona and things like that. But you know, is it been Mentally for you, how's it been for the, you know, for the, for the lockdown and for the, you know, the, the, I guess the livelihood that has been, you know, on a knife's edge for a lot of good pros? Yeah. Well, personally for me, it's been tough for me on, on a personal level, just with what's going on in my life, just as a, a, as a human, but, and and as an athlete as well, uh, it's been tough as well. Like, um, you know, racing is pretty much our livelihood and, you know, I've got I got two races in this year, so that made it tough. And then, you know, I lost a lot of good sponsors as well, which made made it hard. But um, you know, I still had some sponsors that stuck by me, and and things are starting to um, look really good for next year, and got some sweet new things happening, which I'm really excited about. So, um, actually, I'm yeah, I'm very motivated. I'm actually having a bit of downtime at the moment back home, and then uh, I'm going to start gearing up for 2021 and i'm actually really really pumped for 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 next year and and uh getting back into racing looks like racing in australia is you know gonna go back ahead uh, as as of as of normal but um racing overseas i just can't really see it happening next year um fingers crossed that hawaii is on next year but yeah i don't think we'll be going overseas again next year it's weird, isn't it? Like, isn't it the, the the travel embargoes and and that kind of thing? Especially like yourself, who lives most of your life out of a bike box, um, you know, and having that sort of taken away. But the conversations you have when the you know when the sponsors are, um, you know, not so I guess not sticking around. I mean, how how hard are they to to, to put into your own mind to say, well, you know, I was doing everything right. But this uh, pandemic has sort of, you know, struck a chord. Is it those conversations must be super tough? 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. But I, you know, at at the start, I'm like, okay, what what else? I was just thinking outside the box. What other things can I do to you know keep my sponsors happy and to promote my sponsors? So I started doing other little projects where you know I'm very lucky to have um, Glenn Murray, Corrupt Vision, who lives up the road, and you know we got together and and um, did some stuff together for Giant. We did some videos, some content, and just. And and then experience and doing other things like we did like a big gravel adventure and we got Glenn to come along and, and filmed it and it was just really fun and just something totally different and and um, just been doing different things. I did this fifty um, k uh, trail race and I've never really ran trails. Just doing different things and just kind of enjoying other things and taking advantage of experience in our own backyard, like things that I just wouldn't do, like you know, go ride. 150k inland all on gravel um so yeah just just doing different things and mixing things up and just creating content for my sponsors and and for for my social media and stuff like that to promote so it's a it's a it's a hungry beast it, the oh. content isn't it? i mean jesus you can create amazing content and i've seen it you guys have I, I love what you're doing i mean corrupt's awesome he's been on the podcast we had a really good chat about how it all works um so if you are listening and you want to listen uh to how it works from the other side of the camera get on to our chat with uh glenn the guy's a legend he couldn't be more laid back if he tried i think he fell asleep halfway through our chat um but you know it's a it's it's one thing after another isn't it like it's always casting forward oh for sure yeah no he's he's got some great ideas and he really knows Knows his stuff and, um, mate, he's been great to have in my corner this year. And just, just yeah, he's just, as you said, he's just a legend and it's just good fun to hang out and have beers with. And, you know, we, we've got a good crew here. We've got Reedy and, you know, we've got a good crew of guys here and heaps of, you know, fit guys, runners, surfers, um, just fitness guys. So, you know, we all get along and we all hang out and just, uh, yeah, it's it was fun. I actually really enjoyed kind of not traveling this year and just staying home and spending time with my little fella and, and my mates and stuff like that. So yeah, there were some positives to COVID, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I reckon too. I reckon, you know, out there with the part in the pun, the positives to come out of COVID, you know, for those of us who've been lucky enough to, I guess, you know, be in ISO, but not, you know, be, ter- you know, stuck in an apartment somewhere up in a, in a, in a city or something. Um, you know, the positives I guess we've found is that we've, we can connect with other people and we can do, you know, collaborative work and we can get out of our own way, isn't it? I mean, triathletes hard to get out of their own way a lot of the time, you know, and they just want to, you know, they've got the white line and that, that's, that's all the black line when they're swimming and they just really get obsessed. And oh, I reckon sure. some of them, I, I reckon some of them needed a, a good dose of stop man and, and have a sniff there's other things going on. I love the gravel stuff. Is that a challenge? Are you any good at bike handling or was it a challenge? Um, oh, look, I, I absolutely enjoy it. And I've really gotten, gotten into mountain biking too this year. I've done some just epic adventures out in the national parks all around this area, around the Byron hinterland that I've just never, I've been in this area for like 10 years now and I've just never gone out there because I'm always, you know, on the tri bike or riding the train or riding the road bike. But just been mixing it up heaps on the gravel bike, the mountain bike. We've got heaps of good mountain bike parks here and just experience different things, which I've just absolutely love. It's kind of bring a new, like found love for cycling and it's, yeah, it's just been, yeah, I've really enjoyed it actually. And yeah, I haven't done much on my tri bike at all. So yeah, just kind of just switching off, which I think is going to be great for my career going forward. Just 
really switching off this year, giving the body a bit of a rest and, and the mind just that mental refresh. And, you know, hopefully it might give myself, you know, an extra two or three years onto my career. So, um, Are you getting coached? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I've, I was with um, Mitch Anderson this year. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, the year started off really well and, um, you know, we started off with Geelong 70.3 like I do most years and, you know, I um, had a great run that day and, yeah, the form was good and, and things were going well with Mitch and then obviously COVID hit and, you know, we did a couple of Ironman builds for Port which got cancelled and then Cairns which got cancelled, uh, postponed till September. So that was all a bit frustrating but, um, no, it was it was it was good, and Mitch Mitch has been Mitch has been great, and you know he's such a you know knowledge, knowledgeable guy. You know he's been in the sport a long time and knows his stuff, and uh, and it's been good to have him as you know as a medical expert as well with my health. Um, you know we've really focused on my health and been doing blood work and keeping on top of all that stuff too. So no, Mitch has been it's a double threat. It's a double threat, isn't it? You know with oh, the doc, sure. you've got sure. you've got yeah you've got the med side and then you've got the try side and. He's an Ironman winner. You know, I, I must say, I reckon, and I've seen a lot of finish lines, one of the better ones I saw was him in WA that year when he won. Um, now, I'm trying to think of the ACDC song that he had going. Where he his been. leg as a guitar. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it was Thunderstruck, I reckon. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah I Thunderstruck. Thought Port, I thought that was Port Macquarie. Maybe you WA might have been W. I know he spent a lot of time over there. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. He he did the guitar leg, the leg, which was yeah, classy. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that was a thumping finish line. I remember. I mean, oh, how how good were the finish lines back then? Foster though, like Foster was the best finish line. Yeah, that was you had the high rise, but I remember being a kid there watching it, and it was just yeah, it was just a good vibe, just a good vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Port Macquarie ever got. Oh, I don't know. I'm probably being a bit harsh. Oh, but early, Foster, early Port Macquarie, like the first few years, it was really. I reckon it was really good. Yeah, true, true. And 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 with Foster, they had all the high rises that you ran into. That sort of you had the little uphill and then yeah, yeah. big sweep for the last 500. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, you should have seen uh, Ironman Kansas year's finish line. I think there was five people at the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And, then, and it's such a day. Because you run the move out. 1.5, 1.5. I'm like, mate, there's five people here. Chill out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so hard. I mean, and people work so hard to get their asses to the finish line and they don't get the, you know, that sort of recognition at the end. Um, yeah, yeah. You don't have Mike Riley screaming at you and, yeah. you know, he must be suffering. He, apparently, he's walking around his house, just you know, commentating his dog and stuff like that. I reckon you, know, you are an you know, Iron Man. Dog. <laughs> Dog's just running away. I'm not a fucking Iron Man. Um, yeah. yeah, he's again, again, and you think, and well, obviously, we do a lot of work with Kevin McKinnon. Uh, he's an announcer. You know, guys like uh, Paul Kay and you know yeah. all those sort of guys doing Pete Murray, who are doing heaps of. They're also, you know, it's wiping a fair bit of money out of their bottom line as well. Um, you know. A lot of the Ironman crews and challenge people have all been sort of um, either let go or put into half of what they should be doing. And, yeah, it's it, it, everyone's feeling it. There's no doubt. Oh, sure. The other side of it is we rethink things, don't we? We rethink about how the world works in sport and, you know, everyone's being, you know, as you said, you're doing the social media stuff and you're doing different things and you're refreshing. How long have you been at it now? How many years have you been pro racing? Oh, yeah, I was trying to... I think it's about 15, 16 years now professionally that I've been wow. racing. So yeah, I've been it's yeah. It's um it's been a long time, but 
oh, look, I, you know, I still enjoy what I do. I still enjoy the process. Um, I, uh, what was your first race ever as a pro? What was your first pro race? My first pro race um, was um, Shepparton uh, half member was Ooh. the half high man. The ship. Yeah, the ship half was my first kind of like pro race. Um, my first pro win was uh, Ironman WA. That was my first big pro win in 2008. And then, yeah, yeah there hasn't been many more since. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you, I mean, a load of thirds, but no Ws. <laughs> yeah, now, you, how deep did you go in Kona that year? Um, you were in fourth or fifth at one point. Weren't yeah, you? that's right. I remember seeing you. Um, coming in lab. into the energy lab, and I think you yeah. kind of gave me that look. It's like, what the fuck are you doing up this? this <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what though? You know when you're like, yeah. Well, it's not that I was. I mean, clearly you got the talent, right? There's no, but it was so exciting. I reckon. I remember I started taking photos, and then I just stopped. And I remember giving you a mouthful of "good on you, get after it," you know, as only I can do, standing there on my fat ass while you're doing the hard yards, but. <laughs> That you running in the energy lab that year was I, I got chills watching, you know, on a 40 degree day with no air. It, yeah. Boy, you climbed high. I mean, where did you end up? Seventh? Yeah, I, I end up seventh. So I, I ran I ran with yarn for like 15k that day, even though yeah. even though yarn had a flat tire and a five minute penalty. Uh, <laughs> I still we still ran together for like a long time. And um we I remember we entered in the energy lab together and I kind of like got a couple of meters on him and then he just came st- screaming past me and he ended up running to third that day and I was still liking I was still in like fifth or I was in like fifth with like 5k to go and then that big fucking grand piano just fell on me and I was like <laughs> just in survival mode and I'm like just hold hold your top 10 hold your top 10 and I just just got there for a seventh which I was still like it was my oh. debut year I was so I was super wrapped like I was just so pumped and uh and then, yeah. yeah, every year after I go back to Kona, it just gets harder and harder and I get a worse result. But, um, yeah, it's funny, like, you know, that, that first year I didn't really, I didn't really target it. I just, you know, I trained for it and I'm just going to, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to enjoy the week. I'm just going to experience the race and get a taste for it. And then, like, I got that, that seventh and I'm like, and then the, the next few years I just put all my eggs into the Hawaii basket and just that was the main focus. That's all I thought about. And I got myself like super fit, like fittest I've ever been, and then just just had bad luck on the day or nutritional problems or uh, like, in, like old injuries flaring up and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I just haven't been able to have a, a day like it. Well, 2018 I, I, I was having a really good day and um, I got a five-minute penalty and, and then ended up having like the fourth fastest run, which cost me like a fifth or sixth. But... So that was disappointing, but oh man, it's just it's just a whole nother ball game there now. Like you know, two thousand nineteen, I went eight thirteen, and it was only good enough for for sixteenth place. Like you know, if I eight thirteen in, in two thousand fourteen, I was seventh, it would have got me like bloody second or something. Like it's, it's a whole nother level now. And you know, guys like Yarn is just going under eight hours there. It's just psycho. It's crazy. It's crazy. It, but it's. It's kind of like the Rubik's Cube of sport, right? Like, dude, some dudes figure it out and yeah. some dudes sit there scratching their head trying to get one side. But you've clearly got it to, to race well there. And, and, you know, going back to that, that seventh place, if you run yourself into fifth and, you know, you've clearly had a good day, you've had 
you know, again, eight thirteen there shows that you've got a, a you know a good temperament and physiology for heat, which is great. But you're right. I mean, what's it like though? Like fifteen k's running with Fredino. What was the crowd like? Were they giving it to him, or were you feeling like feeding off that energy, or was it you know the vibe running with him? Oh, it, yeah, it was. No one said anything to me. It was just all yarn, yarn. Just the just heaps of German people on yeah. media fans on bikes, just like, yeah, he's a he's a he's a rock star. He's a superstar. But um, but yeah, for me it was cool. Like you know, obviously growing up in the sport and watching yarn, it was it was pretty cool for me. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was it was a great experience. But yeah, I'd love to um. I would love to get back there. That's obviously still the goal, and and I, I still believe, honestly, I have what it takes to get a top five, with you know, with everything going right and having a good day, and then you know, maybe ten of the good guys having bad days. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think still, you're, I think I you're okay on your own there. Yeah, it's uh, it still motivates me, and um, I'm hopefully we can get back there in 2021 and um, have a have another crack. This will be my seventh attempt, so. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. Yarn, I love your yarn. I love your yarn. Look at you go run, yarn. I love it. I love it. Um, hey, you know when you talk about that, I remember talking to Chris McCormack once, and he was saying to me that when someone goes big in Kona, they always change what they do, and then they go back and don't have as good a time. Do you think yeah. you might have been a victim of that, or is it more just? like you said, luck and, you know, whoever else is on form on that day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I reckon definitely because I'm not one that I don't race well when I put pressure on myself or I put all my focus onto one race. It just kind of, it just wears me down and kind of, yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't work for me. Uh, I, you know, when I race well is when um, I'm happy, everything's good in my life and, I'm just enjoying what I do and not taking it so bloody serious. Um, and I just need to go back to that that way, I reckon. And I, I certainly have, you know, the last few races I've done. I'm, I'm definitely, uh, you know, I'm towards the end of my career now, so I'm just kind of, I'm trying to in, enjoy it more and not be so strict and um, yeah, just not so strict on myself with, training and diet and all this other stuff that you know these guys are just so anal about but um yeah when I'm happy I race well so yeah I just got to go back to what works and you know I've been doing this sport for such a long time now and uh yeah I just I I know what works for me and I just got to stick to that is it hard to be athletically I guess well life happy is one thing that's you know everyone's trying to shoot for that in their life I guess but um is it hard to be sort of athletically happy as well and balance is that the that sort of balance hard to to find is there times where you know you're out there just and I, I remember you finishing a race it might be Melbourne it might be Melbourne one year where you Mike Riley was I think you, you you'd had a good day but Mike had sort of said to you at the end oh you know How'd you go? And I think you might have said something like, "What a shit way to earn a living." <laughs> yeah, Which I, we were doing first off the bike then, and you were our god when you said that. We were on the floor, just going, "This guy's the best," and we're hitting Twitter, going, "He's the funniest dude," and he's speaking real because it was a bloody hard day. That, yeah, I mean they're all hard, but is that what you think, or is it a happy place? How do you balance all that? Yeah, that that was Ironman Melbourne um, when it was the Asia Pack Champs. I think it was it was the last one. I think maybe two thousand fifteen, yeah, and close. and I had that battle with Jeff Simons, and uh, he ended up getting me, which I was 
spewing, getting beaten by this little chubby, pasty Canadian. But, um, but yeah, oh, this is a Canadian podcast too. So <laughs> well, they'll love it. Don't worry. The Canadian, yeah. they'll come and give you a slappy fight. If where, you be where, careful. Where is Jeff these days? I don't see him around much or on the circuit anymore. But yeah, no, I don't think he's doing a heck of a. He, he was a nice kid though. He, I oh, look, I, I really, I did like him. He was, I, he was a nice kid, and I did get along well with him. I just. It just hurt getting beaten by a Canadian. No, home yeah, that um, was the year. Um, that was the year Marino Van Hornaka came into the media center and said, "Does anyone want to interview me? You know, just, <laughs> I want to talk to." We're like, "Ah, oh, we'll do it." Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're talking about your balance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, yeah. I think balance is very important for me. Like, I'm, I'm not a guy that can just, you know, be an athlete all year round, twenty four seven. Like. You know, don't get me wrong, you know, four or five weeks out when it's time to do the work and knuckle down, I can do it. But, you know, I I have a life too. I like to hang out with mates, have beers. I got a I got a son now, I got a three year old, so I like to, you know, do stuff with him and you know, if I've got a swim session and I've got him in the arvo, well, you know, I'll I'll go hang with him. So it's just but when that's the time's right when I've got a big race coming, I can definitely lock it in. But yeah, I just can't do it twenty four seven anymore. So I and I think that I think that keeps it fresh for me and that's I think that's why I've had such long jeopardy in the sport like I can I can switch it on and I can switch it off and I think that's been really important for um for my growth in the sport as well yeah it's certainly all consuming isn't it like the I don't know the story stories of you know those guys who are obsessed with diet and obsessed with everything else and I just don't I don't know I, I look at how there's this great wide world of sports uh, segment one time with Greg Welsh, and it was all about how he was this kind of lovable larrikin versus the, you know, Mark Allen, the grip, the Zen master, and all that shit. Yeah. And, you know, like, which is all, f- yeah. I mean, it was, I think it was great theater. It was yeah, yeah. wank, but it was great theater, wasn't it? I mean, they all gave each other nicknames, and, you know, Paulie Kiru and Dave Scott was the man, and Scott Molina was the Terminator, and they're these bloody skinny little athletes running around with these really names that boxes might might like but it i think it gave a sense of personality to the sport but what it didn't give it sort of he contrasted the the balance that you know he was mucking around and these other dudes were you know washing their cottage cheese yeah yeah yet he was still successful it's a really weird balance isn't it well it's the aussie way isn't it like it's not really there is something to that yeah you know being so serious and like, you know, Aussies, we're like likable, we're larrikins, you know, we love a beer. You know, I think it's just, yeah, the Aussie way really. And Walshy was, was very, very Aussie, wasn't he? <laughs> like, and he's still Loved like, he's car. so. Hated a beer. He, yeah, hated it, hated it. And he was so lovable. Like I did a few Iron Man lives with him uh, hosting and everything you would want to believe about Walshy is true. Like you want him to be a good bloke. You don't want him to be some asshole when you meet oh, him, some showbiz, yeah. you know, yeah. inverted commas, showbiz guy or whatever it is. And he couldn't be nicer. He couldn't be more accommodating if he tried. Like he always used to say to Iron Man Live that it was never about us. He'd go, it's not about us, Phil. It's about what we're showing, you know, yeah. on the on on the pictures and stuff. And it was always, always took that on board. Um, but crack up, absolute crack up. He oh, was yeah. just... You know, I can remember him in Delhi Car one night at Melbourne 
on the tear. And I don't think Dally shot a frame the next day at the press conference. Yeah. And well, she was bouncing around hosting, yeah. I think. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, yeah, I can definitely see that. That's for sure. And oh, like you know, I only really see Walshie like once a once a year now in in Hawaii at the Oakley House, and yeah, and then at the after party. And he's just yeah, he's such a great guy, and he's just always interested in what you're doing and asking how your family is and. No, he's a legend. Love, love Walshie. I had a poster of him on my wall when I was a kid. I did too. Um, yeah, he had this headway poster of him. And I always used to tell him that. And he'd be like, oh, shut up, man. I'd be like, no, nah, mate, <laughs> you were on my wall, Walshie. You're awesome. And he'd be like, oh, shut up. You know, like you'd be giving him what for. Um, it's funny. The guys at the top of their game, I remember interviewing Peter Reid like 400 years ago. And he did make the comment that, you know, guys at the top of their game are generally pretty relaxed. And I think yeah. it's right. I think, you know, you guys who are in this sort of legit pro level um, and people who listen to this podcast are probably shuddering, thinking what's going to come out of my mouth next. But, <laughs> you know, there's these guys at the really who are pro, right? They're real pros. Right? They're just they're, they're real pros. You're not working at a bike shop. You're not, you know, you're pros. Um, and then there are those who are not. Yeah. Um, we got too many of those floating around the, the sport, I would have thought. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, are you, are you, like, how are you reading what the PTO are up to? Um, look, yeah, I think it's, it's, um, it's been great so far. Like, it's, they've really saved a lot of guys this year, and me including, you know, that the, the, the world bonuses and stuff they paid out was just great. And I think what they're doing is, is a is a really great idea, and and I think they generally really care about the pros. Well, it's it's our organisation, isn't it? So, mm. um, and the communication's been great, and um, I'm actually not making the trip to Daytona um, this year, unfortunately. But you know, I was definitely I was down for it. I I applied for all the exemptions. Um, I I was approved for all the exemptions, and just the killer for me was um, the flights were a little bit expensive. Um, which I think I believe they come down a lot now, but when I was looking at it at the time, they were like just not many flights and just epic trips. Like um, I think like the cheapest one was I had to go via Tokyo to San Fran, LA, then to Florida. It was just like fifty hours of travel. It's just ridiculous. Just you don't yeah. want to be having to do fifty hours of travel when you got to go race the world's best. No, um, in a week before, like so it was just it didn't work. And and the big thing for me was. The, the hotel quarantine uh, two weeks in, in Sydney and then getting out on Christmas Eve uh, just a deal breaker for me you know not not knowing that I'm going to make my flight home and and you know missing say if I got missed my flight home and had been quarantined during Christmas I just would have killed me not being with my little fella over Christmas so yeah. um, that was the deal breaker for me but um, oh look I'm I'm going to be watching it and I'm pretty jealous i'm not going to be there there racing because i think it's going to be a a cracker of a race and uh you know with all these wild cards they've been giving out to these itu guys it's just gonna it's just gonna be it's gonna be crazy and it'll be interesting to watch it how they're going to do uh race on on a a nascar track with a 20 minute draft zone with 60 guys so it's i think it's like a 4k loop so that's going to be interesting how they're going to do that but yeah it should be a cracker of a race and i'm excited to watch it I think the PTO, I think that the one thing the PTO had to do uh, more than anything, the the race is fine, but what I, I think they had to do though is not bullshit the the pros. I think they had to 
set themselves a mandate and what they wanted to do. And I think they needed to follow through. So what I think they've done in whereas previous versions of this have not done, you know, they've all been talking, it's all sort of fizzled to nothing. And, yeah. um, you know, we, I, I mean, I think the PTO are doing a good job. Um, and I think they've got good people involved. And I think that's what they're doing is that what they're saying they're going to do, they're actually doing. Yeah. Which oh, probably yeah, yeah. for you guys holds a fair bit of sway that it's not just another, you know, sort of laughing bunch of people who sit around and, you know, talk crap and around a table about what they're going to do and then don't do it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's just a shame that the year they launched, like COVID happened. Like, imagine yeah. if it, you know, it was just no COVID and the Collins Cup went ahead and the championship and all these other races. Like, it would have been, it would have been a great year for triathlon, I reckon. And, and hopefully, fingers crossed that, you know, things go back to normal next year and we can really see it, the PTO blossom and, you know, and run their races and stuff like that. I think it, I think it's exciting time for triathlon and, and um, yeah, exciting for the, for the young guys in our sport that are coming up because it's not, it's, you know, being a young guy coming up now, it's, it's not easy to get, to get sponsors or um, to get it to, to get a leg up in the sport now, you know, it was lucky for us when uh, we were coming up in the sport, you know, you, you, there was good sponsorship out there. There was great races worldwide and, you know, they had, you know, all the Ironmans, there was live coverage and they had like a TV, our TV highlights, TV special of the race. Like, you know, that all that's gone now. Like, you know, we get a little Facebook live on some races and, uh, yeah, it's just, I just don't feel like the buzz is, like it used to be and the, and the vibe that we used to have around a race, you know, you'd come to a race and that had like the welcome party and everyone would go and then there'd be an Ironman village with all your sponsors and you'd go hang out with all your sponsors and everyone was out meeting and greeting. And then you had the big meltdown party where everyone just got loose and that was a good <laughs> old days. Like you don't, you don't really see that much, much anymore, but um, yeah, it is what it is. It, it's funny though, isn't it? You, I mean, I think PTO's next big job that they've got to tackle is how they wrap this up and, and market this sport. Like, you know, ITU have it on a platter in terms of, I mean, it's shit boring racing. Like there are times where you just want, it, I wouldn't even turn it on to be fair to you. It's, it's, I think it's boring. Um, but then they need to make more challenging courses. But in saying that their product is the best in sport, like did in you, our sport. Did you, see the, did you see the last race? I think was, um, Brownlee came back, Alistair came back and raced a, a sprint race or something and he just got on the front and just rode everyone off his wheel and Vincent Louis hold on with him. But I, didn't, I don't even think he pulled a turn. Like he just yeah. pulled everyone. And, like that was a bit, that was pretty exciting. And then had a good old ding-dong battle with Vincent on the run and I think uh, I think Vincent got him in a sprint finish or something. But that's pretty exciting. But, yeah, I do I – do, I do know what you're saying, just rolling around in a bunch and then having a running race. But, you know, there's been a few races where they've really lit it up on the bike and you know, they have yep. Yep. And gotten away, which is that, that makes it exciting. Yeah, you're right. And, and like London Olympics, I wanted to, yeah. you know, oh, that's, that was terrible. Yeah, I thought that was yeah, terrible. Yeah. Um, but then Rio, Rio. Yeah, Rio was exciting. Yeah. Was the shit. They got the, I mean, again, so the IT, you're savvy, right? I still think they're the best operators in the sport yeah, for coming. Yeah, 100%. And I think what, PTO's got to look at is go, okay, well, how do we market the sport? We can't do a race series at Ironman because no one's backing up five Ironmans in a, in a year. That's just yeah, stupid. Yeah. So what do we do? They need to find a hybrid distance, I reckon, that is going to be not Olympic and not 70.3 and try and pitch something in the middle there. Like Daytona? That's two, Sorry? Like Daytona, 280, yeah. 18? 
Yeah, something that you can back, like that you could conceivably do four or five a year in. Yep. And then build a coverage around it as well that is not going to look like fucking amateur hour with a bunch of commentators who are ex-pros who don't have the skills to hold it together. Um, And they might be the nicest people in the world. It is what it is. You know, when you look at the Masters or any ATP, yep, you've got colour but you've also got uh, a range of um, uh, good anchors who are going to actually anchor the show properly. Did you, um, did you, you like, um, did you like what um, Super League did, like their production? I didn't mind it. I thought it was – I mean, again, I thought what Super League tried to do was create entertainment around the sport. Yeah. Yep. They tried to create a bit of, you know, a little bit of angst between the athletes, um, you know, with Murray being the bad boy and all that kind of stuff. Um, what did you, you think really, of Super League? You think Murray's a bad boy? <laughs> no, I don't. I think it's I think it's hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, the, yeah. the rivalry between Mark Allen and Dave Scott was authentic. Oh, for sure. The rivalry between, you know, Greg Welsh and Paulie Kira, like I was saying just before, that was authentic. This manufactured rivalry, this bullshit doesn't work. It doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like, you know, when they used to pit Lothalita versus Macca and it was good because they didn't like each other. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And Macca was generally good at playing up to that. He was that boxer trapped in a triathlete's body. Yeah. Um, there's something to that. We've got about 19 different conversations going. I want to steer yeah. back real quick, yeah. though. To, uh, yeah. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how the coverage is going to be for the day. I'm very, I'm going to be uh, yeah. setting a, an alarm and getting up and watching at whatever time it is. But yeah, I think I, I'm excited for it. Um, you know, I, I hope all the, Aussies do well, and uh, I, I'm I'll be gunning for my boy Sammy Apo, but um, yeah, it should be exciting, and and uh, I'm looking forward to watching it. I just hope no one gets sick from it. That's my concern. I mean, yeah, Florida's a shit yeah. you know, of COVID, and the governor is a complete fool, and yeah. you know some of the stuff that he's been saying. And look, I just, I just, you know, I want Americans to just not be in the situation because you know like you you know i lived there for a couple of years i know a lot of people in that country who are awesome and i just see some of the really silly things that people are doing and it's not i think until you look at what our country's done not saying that we're the benchmark by any stretch but we certainly have nullified to a point yeah you know wearing a mask social distancing are the two real easiest things that you can do that don't really affect you too badly yeah no one wants to wear a mask. I mean, I wear one at work all the time yeah. with my real job and, and you just got to suck it up. It's, yeah, sure. you know, um, but I worry about going to Daytona because it's just got like, it just, you know, and, and these pro teams in America, NFL teams, college football teams, they're getting kids sick all the time and they have got all the money in the world to get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be, even if you're in your perfect shape, uh, with your little man here, would you be, would that like, you know, some of those NFL players who just said, nah, not me this year, not playing because I don't want to get sick. They want to bring home to a family. I'm compromised, blah, blah, blah. Would you be going or what What would be your um, yeah. thoughts? In, just before I go into that, when I know Daytona where they're having the race, I know everything's like locked in, everything's super strict and it's going to be COVID free there. But yeah, just getting there, especially from Australia, you, you got to go through so many different airports. You're going to be on mm. planes for a long time. It's, it's a massive risk. And uh, that's another reason why it's just, it's just not worth it. Um, and in saying that, like if I was, if I didn't have 
Hendrix and I was early in my career and I was like still like super, super hungry. Like, you know, when you were like 25, 26, I would, I reckon I would do it. But kind of later in my career and just the time of year, it's just, um, yeah, I just, I don't think, I, I, yeah, I definitely wouldn't risk it. Um, yeah, it's just too much. And like we, we couldn't even get in, we couldn't get any insurance if we did get sick or, you know, something yeah. happened. It's just so many, just, yeah, it's so many alarm bells just, and all the advice I got was just, yeah, I don't risk it. And like, if, if, if you get COVID and you get fluid on your lungs, your sporting career is fucking over. It's done. Like, yeah. It's, it's pretty serious. So, um, yeah, it's a kind of bit of, I don't want to say anything bad about the PTO because I, I know they've been awesome and, and I, I'm really a big fan of them. But, yeah, it's a, it's a, they have been great not forcing us to go. It's been our own choice. Um, but, like, you know, if they wanted you, they kind of put pressure on you to go because they, they've given you money. It's pretty much a sponsorship. Um, and if they pressured you to go, it's, you know, you're putting a lot of athletes at risk. But um, they've been yeah. good like that where they haven't, you know, it's totally your choice. It's up to you guys. We support your decision no matter what. So that has been good to them. So I suppose that's that's full credit to them. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, it's, again, I know, like, because our man Kevin McKinnon's going, right? He's taking his little he's curly based, head down. He's based in the States, isn't he, Kev? No, he's van, he's in uh, I'm going to say Vancouver. He's probably going to shoot me, but he's he's in he's in Canada. Um, the the you're you're absolutely right. The fact that the PTO are, are doing and and Daytona's got NASCAR behind it, obviously, yeah, um, and they're doing all the COVID protocols. Yeah. But I still think, again, here he is being the doomsdayer. But I still think because, as you said, a the travel to get there is risky, and b these big NFL teams have got vastly more millions than yeah. anybody in sport yeah. and their athletes are still getting it. Yeah, for sure. And, it, and as you said, long-term effects, no one has a clue. Yeah. No one has any idea about what the long-term effects of this are going to be. And as you said, if you get fluid in the lungs or if you get um, spots, et cetera, you have down your career for this race is going to be in real trouble. Yeah. I don't know how much it's worth it as well. So maybe it's not the worst thing that you're not there, um, you know, to, to be potentially at risk. And again, we we are fingers crossed that everyone gets out of there clean. But yeah, and they're, they're, there's a sizable risk in that country at the moment, given the amount of infections they're recording each day. Oh, for sure, it's oh, it's so scary. And um, yeah, I just yeah, it's just crazy. I, I hopefully um, with Biden in now, they can um, I don't know do more than what they were doing. But um, yeah, I, I don't think Donald's got really that much interest in that nah, anymore. No, like it's just. <laughs> I oh, to be in that that country this year would have been just I know on the the, the cusp of civil war <laughs> and then they got this know, like it's, 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 yeah it's compelling it's compelling viewing even though you don't want to watch but I still do as a hobby oh. what's going on there you know and yeah without wanting to get political because it's not about this at yeah all. yeah I'm not my knowledge yeah you should you should get. When next time you talk to corrupt, get him started on Donald Trump. <laughs> does he get going? Does he? We we always wind him up about it, and he starts getting starts on a rant. And we just all piss ourselves laughing. 
<laughs> it's funny, you know, like I was talking to someone the other day and they were telling me, right, they, this is just prior to the election. They started coming up with all this stuff like, oh, you know, I actually think Donald Trump's a pretty good guy. He's he's just a businessman and he's doing – and I, I just found myself like almost clicking and ticking and going, I, I, fuck, what now? What? You're saying he's a business in all this sort of stuff and I'm just like – it's not even my, not even the, I'm not even in the country. I need to dial it back a little bit. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but people say, and this is interesting. I mean, people say, "Oh, oh yeah," but he's in America. It doesn't affect us. But his behaviour, if you look at some of the Victorian MPs at the moment, their behaviour is exactly what yeah. he is. They're bullies. They're idiots on social media. They're acting like bloody school kids. Yeah. And you're like, well, where are they getting their cues from? Where is their? Who are you talking about? Dan Andrews. Um, no, not Dan Andrews. Dan Andrews, poor bastard. He was damned if he did and Dan, yeah, and Dan Andrews. Where's, where's the playbook? Where's the playbook for him to read to say this is what you have to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor bastard copped so much crap down here, though. He's our premier, the guy running the state, and he basically shut the state down twice. Um, but he's the one laughing now with 28 straight oh, days of zero oh, cases yeah. reported on 15,000 tests a day. Like, he's still... It says that he probably got it right. Yeah. Oh, um, but there's a, a liberal MP now. He's Tim, Tim, I want to say Tim Wilson or whatever. His Twitter handle is like, dude, are you a parody account? And you look at him and he's actually a real member of parliament. And you're like, oh, dude, come on. You, you can't be doing this. Do better. Yeah. As Melania says, Tim, be best. Yeah. You be best. Isn't she a glowing not... tribute to all things good? Hey, um, I was cursing the, the, the Queensland Premier. Um, uh, what was her name again? Um, Palajak or whatever her name was. Yep. So to get for me, for uh, Reedy and myself to get to um, Ironman Cairns because we we're in the Byron area and it was the border the Queensland border was shut to us so we couldn't go straight over to Queensland so we had to fly to South Australia <laughs> two weeks self isolation at Steve McKenna's apartment while he was in Queensland. What to get into Queensland to to race. So uh, and wow. then and then three four days later they opened up the border. So oh. it, it, it was, <laughs> well, you know we're in we're in South Australia we're training in um, Steve's apartment just on the ergo every day and he had a, a treadmill that we ran on and you know we had this little swim erg machine that we used but you know we didn't get to swim for two weeks before an Ironman and you know, it was just it was just it wasn't ideal but you know. At least we got we got into Queensland. We got to race where you know a lot of guys in Victoria, WA, you know they all missed out. So um, <laughs> it's what was Reedy like to travel with Tim Reed, former world champion? What was he like? Yeah, look, I, yeah, we travel together a lot, and we always have a good time. I, I definitely, I was, I could tell I was getting on his nerves a couple of times. Like he, he's like, mate, you got to, you know, when you wash the dishes, make sure the water's hot. <laughs> And I'm like, mate, the hot water tap's broken. He's like, nah, you've got to do it. You know, you're going to get, you know, like getting real, like just things like that. And, and uh, I got up and pissed too much at nine. That pissed him off. <laughs> yeah, I could tell he was getting a bit shitty at me, but um, yeah, it was pretty funny. Now when you're out of it though, it's a good story. But when you were in it, it's uh, it's a different thing. There's lots of, um, there's lots of those sorts of stories about people trying to get through borders and stuff like that. But um, you're, Experience up in Cairns, though, um, was it worth the the the, um, the quarantine? Oh, definitely. Like as I said, I just wanted to race, um, I, and I was willing to do anything. And 
um, you know, it was, we still had fun. Like we just kind of hung out. We did our training in the morning and then we just kind of binged, watched Netflix or Stan and, uh, you know, one, a couple of, on the Friday hour, I would sit in there and would order like, uh, they, they actually do, they order beers on Uber Eats. So we would order some beers and just sit around and have a yarn and it was fine. And Reedy had his guitar, he sung some songs. It was, it was, it was good fun. We chilled out and, uh, once we got to Queensland, it was, it was fine, but yeah, being indoors for, for two weeks was tough. I don't know how those guys do hotel quarantine with no fresh air no balconies or nothing like that. And just eating that hotel shitty food, you know, at least we could order Woolies and we cook up a, you know, we'd take it in turns each night and cook up a storm. And so that was good. And yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fine. Like, um, you know, it was such a little prep. We both got, got in for cans because we only decided four weeks out how we could get into Queensland. And so we kind of just four weeks out, we just knuckled down and trained, but um, yeah, it wasn't the most ideal Ironman prep, but you know, as I said, we got it, we were lucky enough to get a race in and, and, you know, I got second. So it, it was, it was fine. And you're just near Byron Bay, is that right? Yeah. So I'm just near Byron. Um, I'm actually currently living in Suffolk Park at the moment. And, uh, yeah, well, I'm like 5K from Byron and Reedy's down in Lennox, which is another 5K down the road. So what's the bar? I mean, you know, the Byron vibe, are you uh, gentrified, top knots and, you know, sort of cool? I know you're, you're a sharp dresser. I know that. Uh, you would fit thanks, thanks, Bill. Uh, no, no, uh, no fuckwick antennas or anything like that. Um, uh, I actually, I don't, I actually don't go into Byron much because it's, it's just, at the moment, it's just well, schoolies on is that schoolies is on. Yeah. It's just towns packed and and um, they've been filming um, heaps of movies and TV programs around the area lately. There's like Nicole Kidman did a f- movie uh, here not long ago, and so there's been yeah, it's, towns just been packed and busy. And and to buy um, the real estate market up here at the moment is just going gangbusters. I've actually trying to sell my little little property at the moment and um the, the inquiries we've had on it is just just nuts it's just crazy so um yeah it's just a it's the place to be at the moment any hemsworth sightings even yeah, the shit yeah. one so i've actually um i've uh i've actually been to his house and bowled on his um tent he's got two um bowling alleys in his house so um so his personal trainer um Luke Zocchi is is a mate of ours who um, we hang out with a bit. He comes riding with us, runs and stuff. He's a he's a good dude, and uh, we and they him and Dylan they have sip instant coffee, which is in in Byron. So we hang out with those guys a lot. And uh, I, I have I've met Chris once, but Reedy's hung out with him a few times. And uh, no, they're good guys. He's he's got a pretty flash house. It's uh, is that the one that looks like a shopping center? Yeah, it's massive. It's down near Broken Head there, and it's um, it's just. It's next level. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, so we you, went down there and drank all his beers, and yeah, it was good. <laughs> is he a good fella? Is he? Tell me, he's a good fella. Uh, he wasn't there when we went to his house. He was away, and my mate was house sitting. Um, so we're just hanging out there. But um, he seems all right. As I said, I've only really met him once when we we're out riding our bikes. He was going for a surf, but uh, he seemed nice. But yeah, you'd have to ask Reedy more. But yeah, but Zocchi and uh, and those guys, they're they're good guys and great to hang out with and. Uh, we've got him into cycling and we took him on that big gravel adventure and, and um, I'm trying to get the boys some bikes through giants. So yeah, they've got so, the and they love it. 
if he's the personal trainer though, he must be uh, doing okay in terms of like that's a fair fair specimen that he's produced. Oh mate, he's killing it. He is absolutely killing it, and um, he's got a lot going on. They got that um, training at center, and he's just he's always goes to um, Hemsey's movies. He's on set, and when they're not filming, he, they train like. Chris is right into his training. He's right into his fitness, and uh, mate, they train every day. And uh, yeah, they're both both really really fit dudes, really strong guys. And yeah, yeah, they um, they take it pretty serious. I feel we had this conversation with Steph Hansen out of um, Wits Up, and I feel that out of all the celebrities that I reckon who could do an Iron Man. I reckon Hemsworth for mine, if I would pick anyone, I would have thought he might have been my – he was my number one choice out of someone who I reckon could just crank out an Ironman and do it pretty well. Yeah, uh, I reckon he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big dude and I think he, he – I know he suffers a lot of, with back problems, so I don't know how he would go like riding a bike but or running. Mm. Apparently, Zocchi says he's not a great runner, but um, we actually were going to get um, – Zoc was Zoc and uh, Dylan from they were we we're going to get him in for the seventy point three Port Macquarie. And obviously, that got cancelled, but they were really keen and they were doing a bit of training for it. But um, yeah, I, I think Chris would would struggle a little bit because I just from what I hear, I just he's not a, not a great runner. But just I think that the the stuff that he's done and the willpower that he has, that he would like he would get through it. But um, yeah, I kind of feel he like you look at Ramsey and those guys. Remember Ramsey? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know. He was, um, he was. Everyone loved Ramsey, um, but uh, I feel like when they they got, um, they used to use celebrities to push the Iron Man sort of position. Uh, he might have been one. Do you know? I once got an email from Iron Man, and they mentioned five Australian inverted commas celebrities <laughs> about who they th- and and they said to me, "Who do you think out of these five could actually do one?" And I wrote back and they said, you, "None of them." Who, who were they? Uh, I I can't I can remember one was Gus Wallen. I don't even know who he is. Yeah, I don't um, know. I, I think he's a pretty solid unit in terms of he might do an Iron Man of beers before he did an Iron Man. Um, he looked like he. I think I'd seen a documentary of him. Um, he did a cricket documentary where I think he just spent his time drinking beers in the Caribbean. Yeah. yeah. Strikes me as a funny bloke, but not sort of an Iron Man material. And one person they mentioned. I think got done for coke, so not your best person to put forward for that. Well, in well, in a like he got caught or caught with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Speaking no. of um, getting caught out, uh, old mate, what's his name? Iron legs, legs, Starkovitz. Yeah. Jesus. I don't want to talk too much to this because it's it's pending. I don't want to get anyone into trouble. Yeah. But. It's an odd scenario, and it seems worse when you look at that Bob Babbitt. Yeah, uh, well, he was, with always, Bob. he was also he was so vocal about people who went positive or whatever, or people who were sus. Like he was so vocal. I remember being on on a podium with him. I think it was um, yeah, it was Ironman Texas two thousand and eighteen, and um, the dude that got second was that Ivan Tututin. Is that his name? Yeah, 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 yeah. And him and Matt Hansen had that battle, and they ran like a super fast time. Anyway, uh, I think Starkey might have been uh, Starkey might have been fifth or sixth or something that day. And and um, 
uh, they were doing the awards and we're all up on stage and uh, Ivan came through and shook everyone's hand and then Stark just had his hands behind his back and refused to shake his hand. And I'm like, and now you've come out and you've, you've done this. It just doesn't look good. But like, I, I read the I read his blog and I I read the the statement yeah. from, um, from Ironman or whoever it came from and the fact that he um, applied for the TUE and it was still pending and he went and raced I'm like are you are you serious are you a DC like why would you go race when your TUE is still pending and you know you can't race till it's approved yeah that's just yeah I like that's just dumb to me like why would you do that. Yeah, and it, it's just not a smart – yeah, you're right. It's not a smart thing to do. It's not a championship. It's not going to break the world, yeah. win you a million dollars, change your life. It's just a fucking race, you know, like you've got to be – I think you've got to be smarter than that. Um, again, it's easy to sit in the cheap seats, and I don't really want to get to into the you know his case, but I think it, out of, in generalities, let's just say, that if you are a pro athlete, then there's a responsibility, and if yeah. you've acknowledged that, then be smart. Yeah. Oh, look, I have no, like, I know he was really sick and I know that he definitely probably needed that medication. Yeah. But yeah, I get better. I understand, do what you got to do to get better. But yeah, you applied for TUE. You clearly like broke the, the rules. Like you shouldn't have raced. Like it's just, that's, it's that simple pretty much. It's pretty clear, isn't it? Yeah, pretty clear. It's pretty clean. Pretty clear, so, um, but yeah, like the, the, oh, it's just, it's just crazy that the, the amount of money he spent to like, fight it when you blatantly like yeah, yeah. crazy it's hard yeah. and I, that's what i don't know like i i just think the the fallout and you know throwing mud around all that kind of stuff and you know you just his is a bit of an open shut case i reckon in terms of just here's the scenario it's not like he was doing other things it was yeah. just a really big error in judgment. Yeah. But, you know, there's a rule there and he clearly crossed it. So yeah. there's got to be a consequence. Otherwise, the um, anti-doping's pretty broken, I would oh, have thought. Sure. Like how I, I found I found it a bit weird or strange that how like unsupportive Ironman were. Like they just kind of didn't really want to help him in any way whatsoever. Did you f- found that reading it or...? Oh, I just find it – they're in a tough position now, aren't they? Like they're, yeah. they're, they can't be – it's like the thin point of the wedge. Is they go in to help one person, where does it end? You know, yeah, and they've yeah. thrown plenty of other people uh, away with the doping, et cetera. I mean, it's not – yeah, I, I'm a I'm long-time fan of, you know, redemption and, and coming back and doing a ban and then just, you know, like, like we have in life, if you go to jail, you come out and you try and get your shit back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, people, a lot of people disagree with me over this for, for years, you know, because, oh, you've made all these gains when you're on it, whatever. This, we're not talking about St- the Starkwitz case at the moment. I'm just being general. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I, I would push, and I don't know where you sit on this, but I would push for an eight-year ban as a first offence. Yeah, yeah. Where do you – well, I mean, what- yeah, it's, it's definitely a long time. Um, I, I, I think the four years – I suppose it depends how – blatant and how like you know how bad the 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 case is or what you took or something like that but yeah if it's something like that first uh, yeah and first offense and it's blatant blatant cheating well then yeah i reckon four or five year ban for sure like 
Because yeah, even that mid year, Saki got two years, eh? And now he can, and they they backdated it, haven't they? Is that correct? I think so. Yeah, that's what I read. So he can yeah. be back racing at the start of twenty twenty one. That's what I heard. Yeah. So um, that's just weird that he 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 fought the case when you know there was no it was COVID there was no racing happening and he just spent seventy grand trying to fight it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's Are people hard. forgiving? Are people forgiving that? Like, would you will you shake his hand up on a podium? Oh yeah. Obviously you'll have, obviously you'll have won because he can't yeah. run. But you know, you, you know. Yeah. Look, I yeah I've I've uh you know I believe every, you know we're we're human. We all make mistakes, and I do believe people deserve a second chance. So I definitely would um I would not sit there and refuse to shake his hand and call him a, a fucking cheat and stuff like that. I would uh yeah I definitely I would still yeah I'd be. Um, what about though? If it had been, would you be this? I guess forgiving if he. What happens if he'd been doing again? Let's not talk about him. Let's talk about athlete A, yeah, for example. Yeah. yeah. What about athlete A was sitting there and you know that he's doing dope, blood doping and he's got a whole bunch of gear and he's you know he's getting it done. And he gets popped, then decides to come back. How would you? Would he be treated any different? Um. I don't know. For for me, it's just not in my nature to be a, a prick. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, unless he got found guilty again and yeah i don't know I, as i said I, I believe everyone deserves a second chance and i i'd be very um i'd be questionable of him but i wouldn't be rude to his face or anything like that um i certainly wouldn't be calling him out and stuff like that but you know uh it's just not in my nature but um yeah I, yeah it's a tough one it's a tough one like i'm not i'm not a fan of cheats or anything like that i don't support it or anything like that but um yeah, everyone deserves a second chance. So, yeah. Do you um do you ever get shit canned on social media? Do I? Uh, no, yeah. I don't, not lately, actually. Uh, <laughs> Normally, sure, but not now. Yeah, yeah. I did have this one guy that would um he would heckle me all the time, and he had like his profile pic was some stupid like picture, and it wasn't like a photo of him or anything. And he would just every post I do, he would just heckle the shit out of me. And one day he said something. Uh, I, I put a. I must have put something up about a race, and he goes, "Well, why don't you do a championship race, you bum?" I'm like, <laughs> Are "You fucking dickhead!" Like, I just did one like five weeks ago, and then I'm getting ready for the the world championships. I mean, like, just dickheads like that. But no, it's been it's been pretty pretty good lately. Like, um, yeah, the support. I just mainly see a lot of a lot of support, and um, yeah, nothing nothing bad lately. I mean, it's pretty. It, it's a pretty nice environment. I mean, you, no one's betting on you guys. No one's, you know, like wagering. You know, like when when a wide receiver drops a ball on the one, or someone gets tackled on the one, and someone's like, "Oh, you messed up my fantasy team," yeah. or "You blew this," or you know, I had a hundred bucks on two touchdowns for you, my multi, all this sort of stuff. And it is kind of nice that there's none of that going on. That you can't sit there and you know punt, um, and it takes away, I reckon, part of that. I guess part of the stake or the aggression that people feel if they've been inverted commas wronged by a pro. Yeah, oh for sure, it's definitely not not like a sports like that where you're at the footy or something like that and they curl and abuse at you. That's for sure. But um, well, when it come to think of it, I I do get the odd heckle from Kenworth. <laughs> yeah, he he, what does he, he heckled me the other day about I uh, put something up about um. 
I, I've uh, been doing HelloFresh, like cooking HelloFresh. I'm trying to get it, yeah. trying to get a deal with him anyway. I put something up and and he's like, "Oh, salad's not cooking, mate." And I'm like, "Mate, <laughs> fuck up! What would you know? You have a wife that cooks for you 24 yeah. seven. Like, when was the last time you cooked a meal?" And he's like, "Oh, yeah, true. I <laughs> 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 had to cook toast." <laughs> but, it's uh, it's um. It's funny those guys who it must be weird, isn't it? Like you know, he goes off to the pro tour where everything's done for him. Oh yeah, and it's you know he's just a, a you know well-oiled machine when he gets into that sort of pro peloton. And then it must be funny building your bike in a hotel room. Oh yeah, for sure, mate. I, I've, oh mate, Cam's got it so good. Like I've I've roomed with him and his wife Fallon. She's lovely, by the way. And um, mate, she does everything for him i'm so jealous cooks a nice meal for him he comes home and he's got his little smoothie and drinks ready from training and does everything for him he just sits on the couch and does his little massage thing and just relax and i'm like trying to help and clean up and she's saying just relax just relax and i'm just like so i'm just not used to having a wife that would let me relax <laughs> um it is who's the best pro in the world at the moment let's not talk about Fredino because he probably takes the, you know, he's probably it. Um, but who would be, you know, who do you think is the best pro in the world? Um, those um, Norwegian guys have got it pretty dialed at the moment, don't they? They're just, mm. they're just beasts. Like they, um, like the uh, Eden Gustav and Christian Blumenfeld, um, you know, yeah, I, pretty... I just, I, I follow those boys on Strava and I see the training they do. It's just, Fuck, it's just psycho. It's crazy. Makes me feel it's like just... a lazy prick. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there's, I guess, you know, watching someone like Sam Long. Yeah, he, um, yeah, he's another, he's another guy. He's just, he's just going, you know, really starting to um, improve heaps. And, and uh, yeah, he's another talented young guy. Like, man, there's so many talented young guys now and they're just, just going so fast like i just can't get over the 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 speeds that they're doing in ironman now like it's just you know back in the day you used to have to like pace yourself and you know make sure you had plenty of left in the tank for the run and you try to keep your heart rate a certain zone on the on, on the bike during the and the marathon and just you know make sure you're eating and drinking and now you've got to get out there and just you got to fucking position yourself well and you just got to feed it to yourself for the first 40 50k it's just oh some of the the power that i've been holding like 30 40k into an ironman it's just it's just like holy shit how am i this is this is not going to end well yeah it's and do you know that though do you is that sort of i mean someone who wasn't one to tell me once that you know when the big hitters go on the bike there's not much you can pretty much do you just got to basically ride your own race is it hard considering you know the race is going up the road yeah it's well, definitely now, like back in, you know, uh, 10 or eight, 10 years ago, you know, you'd have like one or two Uber bikers and then you'd have like, you know, your, your group of runners. But now fucking everyone can ride. The, the Uber bikers, there's about 15, 17 of them now. And then, you know, and, and then the runners, they just, they've got to ride now. You can't just hang back and you can't lose 10 minutes to these guys now, like they, they, they can swim and they can bike and they can run. Like you've got to just, you've got to be, you've just got to go and you just got to position yourself well and hold, hold on for dear life. You can't give these guys five, 10 minutes anymore. So 
the game's definitely changed and uh yeah it's um it's crazy so it's you know i'm having having to change things in my training now and 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 for me i really need to uh for for kona especially i really need to go there um in in really good bike form and i i have definitely had to put the my strength to run on the back burner and really focus on on the swim bike and make the cycling the the main priority going into these these big championship races is the harvey express which is that front group um a two quick two-part question i suppose a the swim in kona is that just gone up a level with all those itu kids showing up um and the harvey express that front group is that also like you're saying that's also been just like you know full blowtorch i definitely i I still think the swims pretty similar there's still swimming similar times i just maybe that that front you don't really have that you know you don't really have amberger on his own now you you, he's got like a tail of eight guys behind him and then you got that next big group you know they're still swimming around the 50 51 minutes for, for for kona but i just think it's the bike i think you know having guys like Cam Worth come over, I think everyone's just gone, right, we really need to lift our game in the cycling. Like, you know, Cam came over as a cyclist and now he's a great cyclist and he's a great runner now. He can run a 245 marathon off off a, off a 410, 412 bike. So um, everyone's just really kind of gone, shit, we, you know, you can't have a, a weakness now. You really got to really pull your finger out and, and, and the level's just gone up in cycling as i said you know there's 15 17 18 guys now that are riding as just as good as cam worth so um yeah it's definitely the that's what i've known i've experienced and found out the past kind of 10 years is it's just the cycling in 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 ironman now it's just a whole nother level like guys can just ride you know lionel's another one it's just they're just so strong on the bike now so how do you get strong? Do you motor pace? Is that? No, I don't think, I think the big kind of change now for for us is uh, indoor training uh, on the ergo, doing swift. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's all Lionel rides, mate. He just rides on the fucking train all the time. And is that boring as shit though? God. Oh, it's like, thank God for swift. Like, you know, it's, it's such a fun program now. You, you know, I've been, the, the last three weeks I've been doing these um, Zwift did a, a pro try series where they just had like 20 pros they invited along. They put up a bit of prize money and we did these certain races and they were fun, but fuck, they were hard. They were so hard. <laughs> like, just like, I think, you know, the first couple of races I'm up around 330, 340 watts, which is just like, that's <laughs> lots for me. And that's, I don't do that in training and I don't do that in a race. Like it's just crazy wattage. And I think this is why everyone's, improving so much with the cycling because they're getting on these getting on the train and doing and you're just getting so strong from riding the the ergo and then and, and doing these this swift stuff so um it's been it's, it's it's actually a lot of fun and you know you're racing guys like lionel and reedy and um dave mcdomey and all these guys all over the road james Cunnamar, like there was you know aaron royal there's like heaps of good guys racing and you, you do these like crit tracks and it's you know we're all typing to each other giving each other a bit of banner it's so much fun. right so you can you can discuss between you guys like do you talk so yeah like when you're at, you're, so you're at, at the start pin you're like all the boys are there and then there's like a thing where you could like type and everyone's like kind of giving each other shit and they're all like paying out joe skipper and 
and then bang, the gun goes off and then you, you race. And uh, then they have all these power-ups where you could like draft. If you get a power-up, you can get extra draft of someone or you could oh like gosh. get like a featherweight that means you're light at climbing up hills. Like it's, it's like, it's like, uh, are you into video games? It's like playing a fucking video game on your bike. Yeah, it's Fortnite. It's Fortnite yeah. on a bike. Fortnite for cyclists, yeah. <laughs> so um, it, it's 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 cool. It's different, and I and if it makes if it makes riding the trainer a bit more bearable, I, I'm into it. So, but that's one thing I've definitely trained changed with my training yeah. is I, is I I ride the trainer when I'm in I'm in phase. I definitely try to get on it at least um, you know three or four times a week, but um. I, I still enjoy, I still enjoy going out in the doors and doing my long rides outdoors and getting on the road bike and getting in the bunch and stuff like that. So I definitely mix it up in my training, but I know there's a lot of guys out there that ride nothing but the trainer and, you know, it's a certain wattage you got to hold or, yeah. And I think that's been the biggest improvement. I think everyone's mm. gone through the roof. So what's the way forward for you? Like, obviously you said you're in a bit of downtime now and you're just going to sit and uh, admire the Byron Bay Vista where you're at. Um, what's what's the sort of next few months hold for you? Yeah, so I'm basically at the moment, I'm just kind of sorting out everything for 2021. Um, I'm, I'm back I'm back in the gym doing some strength training, just getting the body, laying the foundation for, um, for, for, for next year. But yeah, just kind of looking at races, um, locking in some sponsors and stuff. I'm actually coming down to to Melbourne on Saturday to to catch up with the giant boys and and the and the boys from Modex. So I'll do some sponsor stuff um, next week and and yeah, just start planning the races and um, yeah, just um, get ready for a big year. And and uh, obviously the big goal will be um, I'm really looking forward to getting back to Ironman Australia in Port Macquarie. Uh, I think that's uh, I haven't raced there since. 2012 so you know, it's a bit of a home race for me mum and dad are down there and and then uh hopefully get my Kona slot there and then I'll do cans again because it's just a it's just it's a race I always enjoy and you know Asia pack champs it's uh, good prize money and a title up for grabs and then uh hopefully get to Hawaii nice well mate era 10 has gone very very quickly um you are what the sport needs mate people like you athletes like you the sport needs you uh um good people and also just um a wealth of knowledge good to chat to mate and uh really appreciate your time and want to thank uh our beautiful friends at uh try magazine in canada uh triathlon mag and also if you want to catch us uh you can catch us at life of try on insta because that's where we're posting a bunch of photos that we just found on an old phone that we used to use and it's just putting up photos so if you like a good try pick have a look uh tim where can we find you on the socials buddy i'm at at tim burkle on instagram and twitter and yeah tim bam burkle on facebook so no it's great to great to catch up again phil and um yeah hopefully see you in geelong again like the only time i really see you these days is at geelong <laughs> right. god's country the hometown <laughs> the Always a pleasure, mate. Um, look after yourself and uh, we look forward to watching uh, your form into 2021. Thanks, Phil. I uh, appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, thanks for the chat and and have a great Christy, mate, and we'll see you in the new year. Love thanks it. for listening to The Life of Try. If you like us, tell your mates and follow us on Instagram at The Life of Try. <laughs>